Shadows on the Bayou, The Tale of Elise and the Blue Beard. By Gio Maron, adapted from Charles Perrault's Blue Beard. Chapter 1. The Enigmatic Neighbor. The town of Thibodeau lay nestled in the heart of rural Louisiana, where the air hummed with the songs of cicadas and the bayou's whispered secrets from their murky depths. It was a place where everyone knew each other, stories were passed down like cherished heirlooms, and where the past was not just history, but a living, breathing part of everyday life. In this close-knit community, Harold Broussard was an enigma. His estate, a sprawling manor that seemed to emerge from the dense foliage like a mirage, was the subject of much speculation. The mansion, an imposing structure of Victorian design with towering spires and intricate ironwork, stood in stark contrast to the modest homes that dotted the town. Harold was as much a part of the local lore as his grand residence. A tall, broad-shouldered, stern man with a beard as blue as the midnight sky, he moved through Thibodeau like a shadow, drawing curious glances and hushed whispers. His presence was unsettling, like a storm cloud on a clear day. The townsfolk often speculated about the source of his wealth and the nature of his business, but answers were as elusive as the man himself. Among Harold's neighbors were the Landrys, a family as deeply rooted in Thibodeau as the ancient cypress trees that lined the bayou. Mrs. Landry, a widow, was a woman of grace and resilience, her strength having carried her through the untimely death of her husband. She had raised her two daughters, Elise and Sophie, to be young women of beauty and character. The younger Elise was a vision of youthful vivacity, her laughter as bright as the sun that dappled through the magnolia trees. Sophie, the elder, possessed a quiet elegance, her wisdom shining through her deep, thoughtful eyes. Harold Broussard's gaze began to linger on the Landry household, particularly drawn to Mrs. Landry's daughters, Elise and Sophie, who were celebrated for their charm and beauty. He extended a thoughtful invitation to the Landry family, subtly highlighting Elise and Sophie, for a private dinner at his grand estate. While outwardly a gesture of social cordiality, this invitation carried an undercurrent of personal interest. The Landrys received it with a mix of curiosity and caution. Elise and Sophie, acknowledging the allure of Harold's world, couldn't shake off the unease that clung to his enigmatic presence. Shrouded in mystery and speculation, the local rumors about his previous relationships loomed in their minds. As the Landry family made their way to Harold's estate, the gravel crunching under the tires of their modest car, Elise couldn't help but feel a thrill of excitement tempered with a hint of fear. The estate loomed ahead, its silhouette casting a long shadow as the sun descended, painting the sky in hues of orange and purple. Elise's thoughts were a whirlwind as they approached the mansion. What secrets did those grand walls hide? Was Harold truly the ominous figure the town believed him to be, or simply a misunderstood man, judged for his wealth and peculiar appearance? Her heart raced with anticipation and unease, unsure of what the week would unveil. As the car came to a stop, the doors of the mansion opened, and there stood Harold Broussard, his blue beard a stark contrast against the pale stone of the manor. His gaze, intense and searching, met Elise's, offering a glimpse into the soul of a man who had known both power and loneliness. Chapter 2. The Unlikely Courtship
The week at Harold Broussard's estate unfolded like a dream, blurring the lines between reality and fantasy for Elise Landry. The estate itself was a labyrinth of beauty and mystery. Majestic oaks draped in Spanish moss stood sentinel around the property, their gnarled limbs whispering secrets of the past. The air was thick with the scent of jasmine and the distant salty tang of the gulf, mingling with the earthy aroma of the bayou. Every day brought a new adventure. Surprisingly adept at playing the gracious host, Harold organized excursions into the bayou's heart, where the water was as still as glass, reflecting the verdant greenery and the clear blue sky. They went on fishing trips, the quiet broken only by the splash of a line cast into the water and the occasional call of a heron. Evenings were reserved for grand barbecues, where the sizzle of spicy andouille sausage and the sweet smell of grilled shrimp filled the air. As night fell, the guests would gather around a roaring fire, the flames casting a warm glow on their faces, and listen to local musicians play lively zydeco tunes. Elise found herself drawn to Harold in a way she couldn't have anticipated. Beneath the intimidating exterior, she discovered a man of surprising depth and sensitivity. He spoke passionately about the history of Louisiana, his eyes lighting up as he recounted tales of pirates and settlers. In these moments, his blue beard seemed less a mark of otherness and more a quirk of character, a unique trait that set him apart. One evening, as the sun set in a blaze of glory, casting the sky in shades of crimson and gold, Elise and Harold found themselves alone by the bayou's edge. The air was charged with an unspoken tension that weaves between two people on the cusp of understanding each other. Thibodeau is beautiful, isn't it? Harold said, his voice softer than Elise had ever heard it. It is, Elise replied, her gaze lingering on the horizon. But it's more than just the scenery. It's the stories, the history, the people. They make this place what it is. Harold looked at her, a hint of vulnerability in his eyes. I've often felt like an outsider here despite my roots being as deep as any. My appearance, my wealth, they've set me apart. Elise turned to face him, seeing the loneliness that he so rarely showed. Sometimes it takes seeing the world through someone else's eyes to truly understand them. That moment marked a turning point for Elise. The barriers she had erected, fueled by rumors and her own apprehensions, began to crumble. She saw in Harold a kindred spirit, someone who yearned to be understood and accepted. As the week drew to a close and they returned to Thibodeau, Elise's thoughts were a tumult of emotions. She found herself defending Harold to her friends, speaking of his kindness and the gentle side he had shown her. And when Harold proposed again, Elise accepted, much to the astonishment of everyone, including herself. Chapter 3 The Forbidden Closet The newlywed life of Elise and Harold Broussard was a tapestry of opulence and secrecy. Their mansion, a behemoth of Victorian architecture, was filled with lavish furnishings, each room telling a story of Harold's travels and eclectic tastes. However, the grandeur was overshadowed by an undercurrent of mystery, a hidden depth that Elise had yet to uncover. Harold's sudden business trip to New Orleans presented an unexpected opportunity for Elise. He left her with a heavy ring of keys, keys to every door, every chest, every secret compartment within the sprawling estate. Each key was an invitation to explore, 
save for one, a small ornate key, delicate yet ominous in its singularity. Harold's stern warning about the closet it unlocked echoed in Elise's mind, a clear line drawn in their trust. Elise's days alone in the mansion blended luxury and solitude. She roamed the halls, her footsteps echoing off the high ceilings, feeling both the mistress of the manor and a stranger in an opulent, unfamiliar world. The Louisiana heat pressed against the windows, the air thick with the scent of blooming magnolias, as if nature was trying to seep into the pristine, untouched corners of the mansion. The forbidden closet became an obsession, a siren call she struggled to ignore. It was located at the end of a long gallery on the ground floor, a part of the house that seemed to absorb sound, enveloping it in an almost reverent hush. Elise's curiosity morphed into a palpable need, a desire to uncover what Harold held so dear, so forbidden. One fateful afternoon, her resolve crumbled. The key, cool and heavy in her hand, was a token of the forbidden, a gateway to the unknown. As she turned the key in the lock, a sense of transgression washed over her, a thrill laced with dread. The door creaked open to reveal a room bathed in shadows, the only light filtering through a small, dust-covered window. The walls were lined with framed photographs, each capturing the image of a woman. The realization dawned on Elise with a suffocating horror. These were Harold's previous wives, their eyes staring back at her, frozen in time. Beneath each photograph was a small personal memento, a locket, a ribbon, a dried rose, each a macabre token of love lost or, perhaps, taken. A wave of nausea hit Elise as she stumbled back, the key falling from her trembling hand. She locked the door and fled the room. The images of the women seared into her mind, their silent accusations following her. Elise frantically tried to cleanse the key in her room, but the bloodstain remained, a stubborn testament to her transgression. The more she scrubbed, the more vivid the stain became a crimson accusation that refused to be silenced. Chapter 4 The Confrontation The atmosphere in the Broussard mansion had shifted palpably upon Harold's unexpected return. Once echoing with the remnants of newfound love and laughter, the grand halls now felt stifling, pregnant with an ominous silence. Elise's heart beat a frantic rhythm, a drum of dread and anticipation, as she awaited the inevitable confrontation with Harold. Harold, oblivious to the storm brewing within Elise, carried an air of contentment, seemingly pleased with the resolution of his business in New Orleans. However, his demeanor changed when he requested the return of his keys. As Elisa handed them over, her hand trembling like a leaf in a storm, the blood-stained key lay conspicuously among its polished brethren. The transformation in Harold was immediate and terrifying. His eyes, once soft when gazing upon Elise, now bore into her with a piercing coldness. Why is there blood on this key? he asked, his voice deceptively calm, belying the storm of rage brewing beneath the surface. Elise, pale as a ghost and cornered by her actions, stammered a response but her words were lost in the torrent of fear that engulfed her. Harold's face, a mask of betrayal and anger, revealed the true nature of the man she had married. He spoke of trust broken, secrets laid bare, and consequences that must be faced. Elise's pleas for mercy, her tears of regret, 
were but whispers in a hurricane. Harold, unmoved by her display of sorrow, pronounced her fate with a chilling finality. You must die, madam, he declared, void of the warmth she once knew. Elise desperately bid for time reached out to her sister, Sophie. Her voice, a mix of fear and resolve, crackled over the phone. Sophie, please, I need help. Bring the police. Hurry. Sensing the gravity of her sister's plight, Sophie acted swiftly, her fear for Elise fueling her urgency. She contacted their cousins, both serving in local law enforcement, and relayed the dire situation. Time was of the essence, and every passing second weighed heavily on Sophie's heart. Back at the mansion, Harold's impatience grew. He paced the grand hallway, a predator circling his prey, as Elise, resigned to her fate, prepared herself for the end. Her thoughts were a chaotic whirlwind, a mix of regret, fear, and a flickering flame of hope for rescue. As Harold advanced towards her, a cutlass glinting coldly in his hand, the grand clock in the hallway struck its chimes resonating through the mansion, marking the passing of time and, seemingly, the end of Elise's life. The wail of sirens cut through the tense atmosphere, signaling hope in the midst of despair. Suddenly, the mansion's doors were flung open as law enforcement officers, led by Elise's cousins, charged in. Cornered while trying to escape, Harold confronted his inevitable downfall. Opting for a fight over surrendering to justice, he met a swift end bringing his reign of terror to an abrupt close. Elise, her body trembling and her spirit nearly broken, collapsed into the arms of her rescuers. The nightmare was over, but the scars it left would linger, a haunting reminder of the man with the blue beard. Chapter 5. A Narrow Escape Of enigmatic grandeur stood as a silent witness to the unraveling of a dark tale. With its manicured gardens and lavish interiors, the sprawling estate felt like a gilded cage that had finally been thrown open. Though free from the physical confines of her marriage, Elise found herself grappling with the shadows it cast upon her soul. The investigation into Harold revealed a chilling pattern of manipulation and malice. With its morbid memorials, the closet became a key piece of evidence each photograph and memento a testament to the twisted reality behind Harold's blue beard. The townsfolk of Thibodeau, once wary of the man and his mysterious past, now looked upon the mansion with a sense of collective guilt for having ignored the signs of danger lurking beneath the surface of wealth and charm. Elise's recovery was a slow journey back from the brink. The support of her sister Sophie was unwavering, a beacon of strength and love in the midst of turmoil. Their bond, forged through shared trials and tribulations, emerged stronger than ever, a testament to the resilience of sisterly love. In time, the estate, left to Elise in Harold's absence, became a symbol of her transformation. She used part of her inheritance to support causes close to her heart. The mansion was transformed into a haven for women who had suffered from domestic abuse, its doors now open to those in need of refuge and healing. Elise also found solace in advocacy, using her story to raise awareness about domestic violence. She spoke at local gatherings and worked with law enforcement to improve support systems for victims. Her experience, though harrowing, became a catalyst for change, her voice a clarion call for justice and empowerment. 
The once fearful whispers about the man with the blue beard transformed into conversations about strength, survival, and the power of community. Once seen as the wife of a mysterious and wealthy man, Elise was recognized for her courage and commitment to helping others. As the story of Harold Broussard faded into the annals of Thibodeau's history, Elise Landry's name was spoken with respect and admiration. The town, once shadowed by the dark tale, now basked in the light of a woman's resilience and the unbreakable spirit of a community that had learned from its past. Standing on the balcony of her once prison, now sanctuary, Elise looked out over the bayou, its waters reflecting the setting sun. She felt a sense of peace, a connection to the land and its people, and a resolve to move forward for herself and all who had suffered in silence. The End